on Joe's property. So, if I walked over to their house, Joe liked to go to the ball games, and he would take me and his daughter. We and he's walked. the owner of the That's stadium, right. so he so can go see the game where he wants. We walked across the parking lot, you know, between the cars they, and everything, they, because they, they, they lived they right there. They got in free. So we, the people that took the tickets or whatever, I know at least that one night I remember when we went in, that person taking the tickets and so on recognized Joe and knew he didn't Big ask, man, let him through. Joe for, <laughs> right. for the tickets, you know, so. But, but uh, uh, who was it played for Joplin? Uh, Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle. Oh, wow. Mickey yeah. Mantle used to come up there and So play. you saw him in the minor oh, yeah. leagues. She saw him three or four times. That the ballpark it, I feel kind of bad was west of I where we lived. They were off but I could go right up in the time. attic of our yeah. house I and I could see, all I could see was the, the batter at home plate. I could see. The batter in the kitchen, yeah. yeah. Couldn't see where he hit it, but you could yeah, tell when he hit it. See that. Yeah, and of course, if the ball went over the wall, then you knew you could see him all running and so on. But I did get to see at least some of the game. Wow. But the, the, the cute part was there was a house behind the ballpark there. I think that was old working over railroad car or whatever. But these no, people built, the built themselves a, their own stadium up there when I had a flat roof on their garage so they put steps up there and put seats up there. So they could have their own two feet from the fence. Oh, from the fence. Well, they just see down and look right the over it. Yeah. yeah I they were up there every night watching the ball game. Three games. I could watch home plate from our attic. You know, see the guys swinging and so on and so forth. And, and scoring then from third base, I could see them coming in. So I got to see some of it, you know. But, uh, right. but anyway, just leave it lay over there. Uh, you people are driving me nuts. You're going to put this. They're going to put this dude back in office. And I'm not newly aware of this, but the media is doing the exact same thing that they did to put him in office the first time. You put all this press on every little thing and you're not doing anything to increase. Look, the, the shenanigans, the stuff, I don't know what you want to call it. I'm already convinced. So doing this thing over and over and over again to me has, there's like a thing in, I don't know what it's, economics or something, but there's this concept of like, a, uh, what is this? Like where you start getting a reduced value out of something. I mean, by going on and on and on about Trump the way that they do, they really are giving him this damn election all over again and what I mean is so I just got off of uh, NPR for a second there and uh, just really wasn't even trying to listen to it lately and uh, just was 
in a rental car and was flipping through stations and, and, and popped up and so I'm listening for a second and Trump said some nonsense again and he's talking this stuff about I forget what it was man he's always bringing up just craziness but when you sit there and you analyze it and you beat it down and you beat it down call it what it is nonsense and then move on because you're not convincing me all over again I already know the dude's full of nonsense but you you give fodder or you give the 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 enemy it's not I hate getting into that kind of terminology but you give Trump and the people who support him and that stuff to the 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 ammunition that they need to show that you're the one that's insane. I'm watching the or listening to these guys talk about um well, for one thing, the tax cut that he brought up and um uh, he's talking about doing and then it just goes away so don't talk about it anymore because the more you talk about it he says I think I'm going to do a 10% tax cut he's not he can't there's no right it's not happening but to spend a bunch of time talking about how it's not going to happen you, I don't want to say, you almost make it happen because you sit there and feed into his whole entire, like, is a tax cut good or bad? Or should we have a tax cut or shouldn't we have a tax cut? Well, you know, and then it's not a, it's not even a real thing. So talk about the real thing. And then the 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 thing he said or that he's brought up lately and this is one that just has reusable power for them is this whole birthright citizenship and I am going to tell you as a black man and as a lover of liberty justice and I I'm crazy liberal on some things and I'm going to just tell you that the they got a point they just busted up the second one that I've heard of the second report from credible news sources like the New York Times take that hell you want uh the second one that I've heard of, of a basically Chinese birthing operation where people come over and have babies and they go on vacation, quote unquote, the eighth month of their pregnancy, and then they have a baby that now is a citizen. And then they go back to China and he can come back whenever he wants. And I'm not... Leon, let's... That's the functionality of it. That is the, that's just the way it works. If you were, you know, um, hell, that's what the whole Obama birther nonsense is about, which doesn't matter because if your parents are citizens, I, I don't think that it, 
I think you can be born elsewhere anyway. But for their whole point, they're trying to be like, well, he wasn't born in this country, therefore he's not a citizen. Well, that's not true exactly. Like if you, like I said, if you're a couple of citizens and you go somewhere and then oh my God, I can't bring my baby home ever. So just give it a rest with that. But let's look at the actual thing that we're talking about. The whys and the wherefores. And I'm, I'm driving and don't have them in front of me. So after the Civil War, you had your 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments that came in to be to address slavery and the end of the Civil War and how to go about re what it uh, I, I liken it to a course correction that uh, we just failed to have the other course corrections that, that would have been necessary in the time frame and so we ended up having to come back to all of those issues but anyway uh, so the question was how are we going to deal with all these people that have been slaves? They've been born here and they're, you know, like they addressed the citizenship question right out the gate in 1776 with regard to the presidency, right? It's like you can't be, you have to be born in this country and there's some exception so that it's clear that you know, there wasn't a country, but this is what we mean by the country. And so, like, Alexander Hamilton, not qualified or not uh, uh, able to become president, right? So that was never going to happen for him because he was born in Jamaica, not in the 13 colonies or however that was factored in. But they did that with some consciousness that, okay, we're doing this, but we got to have some set. Now, when we come to the end of the Civil War and what you have happen is and this is just me trying to do an analysis. I'm going to quit trying to apologize to you knuckleheads because I was watching Joe Rogan this morning and um, he made a good point in his, in his Netflix stand-up like people are going to take what you say and not you know you can't be all worried about what the hell somebody's gonna how they're gonna take what you say out of context you got to come at it with like gary v says intention you got to come at what you're doing with good intention so screw all that i'm coming at this with good intention so let me let me get back before i fucking tangentialize myself out of this um so you got the three 13th 14th and 15th amendments to come in right after the Civil War to, like I said, try to do some course correction, okay? So, first off, they're not slaves anymore. So, anybody born in this country, and this is where we get this thing called grandfathered in, uh, where, like, the uh, one, I, and I think I'm talking about the 14th Amendment in this case, or maybe the 15th, I can't remember. It's the one that Trump's talking about. Um but anyway, it's it's like basically we got these folks. So damn, I'm just bouncing around with this. So 13 slavery's against slavery's gone. That's the 13th amendment. Slavery is no longer a thing except for the case of 
imprisonment, right? So they did put the trap door that Kanye is talking about in there, but you know, whatever. So that's 13. Then 14, I'm having trouble remembering, but what you got is the one that talks about the birth birthright citizenship because you got basically people who are, they. these are things to deal with how do you make these black people citizens. And so first off you go, anybody who was born in this country or their grandfather was born in this country. I think that's how it went. But it's it's like basically if you came here from Kenya in 1869 or you know after the Civil War, you could not just be a citizen by showing up. But if you were an quote unquote African or African American, you know what I'm saying? If you were black and you were born here, there's provision for you to gain citizenship. The thing about the being born is, and I gotta go back and read it, so I'm kinda shooting from the hip, but the thing about it being born here is to affect the citizenship onto all of these black people. When the wording gets done, it doesn't exactly say that. It just says, you're born here. So they didn't carve out or protect that as a thing for the redress of the black chattel slavery. It just became a new policy. And by doing it that way, I don't know how many countries are like that. I mean, I don't know how many, you know, if I go on vacation and my wife's pregnant and that she has a baby, is my baby an American and a Jamaican? Is my baby an American and a Chinese? Is my baby an American and French? I don't know the rules on that. I don't think that that's the case. I think that you will find that we do have rather lax citizenship rules. And I think that's a fair discussion to have whether you want to do that um, and how you go about doing that. Now, I am not naive uh, enough to think that that's where they're coming at it from. I understand they got their reasons and whatnot, but that doesn't mean that you can't have the discussion because that's the problem. That's how we end up in this situation in the first place is because, you know, you, you got done with the Civil War and rather than have that pressed effort to bring it back together, there was, you know, we didn't have the people up to the task. Andrew Johnson was impeached. I don't think he was convicted, but it, there was a lot of, of turmoil and and a lot of things being done the way they are today. Like, we got the power of the House or the Senate and we're, we're making it decisions and you're not going to be a part of it. And so they ended up doing all these different things and made some law that I don't think was written the way that they intended it did more than what they intended to do now you can you know I'm not saying again whether that's you know whether that effect that came out of it is something that you necessarily want to get rid of but I 
just saying that that's what the, the real deal is and how it can be indeed discussed. Now, um, uh-oh. Good morning. <laughs> 